This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash lasertime or use the coupon code lasertime to get a two-year plan plus one additional month, all at a huge discount. And welcome to episode 423 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, bringing in the hits from the Stephen Bales Memorial oh. Studio of the Airwaves. If you wanted to get in on the studio naming action, patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Uh, ripped a fart, Chris Antista. <laughs> and. <laughs> Which. <laughs> Trash Panda, Matthew Allen. I. I, I wrote down rip ripped a fart. Like, this is a hilarious way to reference Rat- Ratchet and Clank. And then I realized. They wrote this joke. That's what that has to mean. Rift sure, it's, it's like the fractured butthole. Right. Yeah, it's like every one of their, their names is a butt or dick reference. Yes. Going commando and, up your arsenal. Yes, and I and maybe if you say it with a super insomniac British re- accent, uh, ripped a fart, maybe you can say it sounds like ripped a fart. I think like, they're in Santa Monica. But oh, that's no. true. That's right. Who was I thinking of? I'm thinking of the... Uh, I mean, uh, I've definitely heard people have fake British accents in Santa Monica to impress people. It's it's true. It's very, very true, Matt. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, he's not British. He's not real. What is this? Shut it down. <laughs> he's from Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, sweet. Now he's on the Indian reservation. But he pronounces it Oklahoma. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's a busy week. Uh, there's God some huge releases this week that we are not able to play as of this recording. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart being the biggest, and also mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII Intergrade. But we were able to play some other things that came out this week, some Chivalry 2, and some Backbone, which gave us the idea of, uh, hey, it's a game about a raccoon PI. We used to have a raccoon for a mascot. Why oh don't we do a, a top five around games that let you play as raccoons? Mm. <laughs> just that simple. It's just that simple. This is where if I had any energy, I would put in a bit about the raccoon interrupting us and being like, what do you mean? Used to. Okay. If I may take this seriously for a second. Right. The, the raccoon's stock has risen and, and not just because of Mickey Ficky Raparez mm-hmm. and, and the, the VGA raccoon, but like... Growing up in the South, like, they were fucking scourges. And then when the internet came around, I think raccoons are hilarious and adorable. And I've seen them bear their teeth at me and hiss, but uh, not in a long time. I've only ever had a problem with raccoons in person. They're they're, they're really mean. (laughs) But I I see, I can tell you weren't a fan of the wonderful 80s movie, The Great Outdoors, because that is where my love for raccoons first... You you think I don't love... The only Ashton Kutcher, Martin Lawrence franchise? No. That, that's no, Open that, Season, my bad. No. Which one are yeah, we you're talking thinking about? Open Season, the game with Which, the easy achievements. No, man. was the one with uh, John Candy and Oh, Dan Lips Acker. and Assholes. Yeah, Lips and Assholes. Lips and Assholes. The movie I've defined our generation of, a movie we've all seen thousands of times and don't like a single bit. <laughs> I like remember it. every little piece of it. I watched it again recently. Like, how did this substitute for entertainment for so long? <laughs> 
It was, you know what though? As a kid, it definitely spoke to me of being like dragged along on vacations. The kids didn't want to go on and shit. Like, yeah, it did. But like, like imagine pitching that movie today. Like uh, these two affluent white guys go somewhere and they have a, they have a bad time. No, thing bad things happen, but it's all pretty fun. Uh, is it funny? No, 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 no. I did not say it was funny. I said it was fun. Water skiing with a bear, fun. Uh, <laughs> all that's fun. Great Outdoors is one of the most unremarkable movies ever made, and it's like it should it should be up there right next to the definition of white privilege in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Jesus. Like it's. <laughs> but one of the things it has it has a sequence, a series of little mini sequences yes. where it's with the raccoon with the raccoons eating out of their trash cans to bring it back to the top five about. Mm-hmm. Raccoons and raccoons, raccoons are my favorite animal. I think uh, you know I, I had a little stuffed raccoon when I was a kid, and yeah, I, I think they're they're very smart. They're extremely cute. They show up every so often and run across the roof of my house really loud. And I've, I was going to say, like, I don't have many raccoons anymore, but I thought your problem was mostly skunks. We yeah, skunks were a much bigger problem. Like the raccoons, not so much anymore. But they used to be just, loud. The skunks are stinky. Just picture Diana in a Snow White costume singing to trash pandas and skunks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I have seen the most skunks in like urban San Francisco, and they are adorable when you mm-hmm. see them up close, so, just like raccoons. And I think you pass along. There, there's some. A long time ago, you showed me a video of a guy who feeds like eighty raccoons on his porch, like little cocktail weenies, yeah, and just and sits there in a hazmat suit. and They crawl all over them. They're really nice. Oh man, and Sounds they don't like fight. A great way to get rabies. Yeah, I, they I mean, have to bite you first, and, and have rabies. That's a negative stereotype. And the raccoon universe is not happy with you right no, now. No, they're the tweeting right that lives now. Under Christmas porch is very unhappy. I don't have a porch anymore. That's it's, true. I think you, don't. I think you might like have, you have more, more of a porch, porch don't you? Yeah. yeah, I technically have multiple porches. <laughs> yeah, you count no longer, the awful no stairway to the front a door. Porch. Don't, don't say yeah. it out loud. We don't want the raccoon to come find you. Oh god damn it! He could be anywhere under anyone. <laughs> but but I but seriously, like when I grew up, <laughs> I remember sneaking sneaking out of the house and and raccoons. I would sneak out of the house and I would go over to my friends' houses at like uh, between like eleven and three in the morning, and like. Raccoons were my enemy. They would come out of nowhere and just and like growl because they're after garbage. And you know they're more scared of you than you are of them. But they would really scare me. Uh, And then with the advent of the internet, all I see are now are incredibly cute raccoons. Like that's all I see. Possums, not so much. Incredibly, in my last encounter, getting there because like I used to think they were disgusting, like fucking uh, giant rats, like R-O-U-S-s with just like. You know, jaws that unhinge ninety degrees or whatever. When they keep their their mouths closed, yeah, I can see it. But they're fuck, they're stupid rat tails. And I will say, <laughs> growing up in the south, they smell way worse than rat possums. Oh yeah, totally. Yes, yeah. I see. I've I've never come across and had a bad experience with a raccoon, but a possum. I've crossed yes. the possum. Yeah, I was too. trying to go up some stairs. My mom used to live near this like natural preserve, so there's all these wild animals that would kind of just wander around, and I was trying to get past on some steps and all of a sudden I hear just the for the most ferocious growling I've ever heard. And I'm looking for yeah. a dog and I look down and there's the ugliest white faced fucking possum mom pissed off because its babies were near- nearby. And of course mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And that's, that's when they will fuck you up is if you get anywhere near mm-hmm. their brood, they will yeah. fucking go after like you. most mammals, but it turns out raccoons are pretty, you know, uh, like dogs, pretty domesticatable. If that's the word domestic, domesticable, 
domesticable. Yeah, I, I would imagine they're probably on par with ferrets. You know, they look cute when they eat. No. Raccoons are like monkeys. That raccoons can climb and open things and will fuck shit up in search of food or boredom. Oh, that's sure that ferrets was... can do all that too, man. Yeah, maybe. Did, I tell, did I tell you that? Like, uh, I know Michael a long time uh, on a company retreat a long time ago. We went to Angel Island. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and I done camped that. out there. It's where they they <laughs> held Japanese people during World War II in camps. Uh, not those buildings are still there, and a lot of signs explaining their existence. But it is an island where you can see like. San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, Tiburon, and, like, I remember it, it has a high point where, like, you are above helicopters, which huh. is super surreal. Like, you seeing all those things that, at, at one point, and I was asking the ranger, because, like, the deer, especially, like, how the fuck did they get here? I'm like, they swam. As people built out, they, they, they could see something, and it was better than the certain death that was coming, yeah. and so did the raccoons. So the, the deers are... Not without fear. The raccoons there were fearless. They were are without predators and like just get away from my food. He just looks at me like, no, yeah, make it's, me. It's my food make, now. Make me. Make me get away. Like it, like forty fifty. It took forty fifty years to like retrain feral raccoons to not be afraid of humans. It was utterly terrifying because we'd hear shit, shine a light. 16 little beads of light light up and it's like just raccoons looking directly at us not scared at all oh but raccoons magical little creatures i've talked too much but yeah the reason you're not supposed to feed them is that little fucker on angel angel island like there's you're supposed to make it so they're not comfortable around humans and bothering and and if you feed them they will bring their friends yes yes one raccoon will turn into five raccoons will turn into 15 raccoons and pretty soon you're making internet videos in a hazmat suit tossing (laughs) handfuls of cocktail wieners i was gonna say it's not unlike you know in a video game journalist they will bring their friends and want food eventually yes that's that's how that works yeah. You guys feel like sliders again tonight? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fucking every event. It's yeah, still this... technically an old joke. Anyway, this is a video game show, so relating it all back to Backbone, which we will talk about in the mm-hmm. new releases segment. For now, we are going to talk about five other games with raccoon antagonists, and we'll get into them right after this. Folks, you know us here at the Laser Time Network. We consume a lot of of content for quote-unquote research purposes. (laughs) From games to TV shows to movies, we're always online downloading something, streaming something. But there are times when it's nearly impossible to access a piece of content you want because it isn't available in the U.S. for whatever reason. Oh, those things like annoying licensing deals, geo-restricted servers, or platforms that are just not available in your location make it next to impossible to get your hands on the stuff you want. Hey, that's why we couldn't be happier that NordVPN is our sponsor today, and they provide an easy-to-use workaround for all these problems. With over 5,400 servers in 59 countries, they can always find a server to get us access to the game, shows, and movies. We need to do our job. It could not be any simpler to use either. With their AutoConnect feature, you can instantly access the fastest VPN solutions out there across a variety of devices, including PC, Android, iOS, Mac, and even more. Hey, maybe even Android TV. Just open a map, click on a location, and you'll be connected in seconds. It is that easy. Is there a game or movie or TV show not available in your country? It's not a problem anymore. Just change your virtual location for access to a variety of international storefronts. You can even do this to access different streaming platforms that may not be available in your home country. Talking to you, Canada. You can find discounts on games, lower streaming subscriptions, and even take advantage of international sales and pricing. So how do you get on this? Easy. Go to nordvpn.com slash lasertime or use the coupon code lasertime to get a two-year plan plus one additional month with a huge discount. And hey, they even 
have a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you've got nothing to lose. Once again, go to NordVPN.com slash LazerTime to use the code LazerTime, one word, to get a two-year plan plus one additional month at a huge discount. Thank you, NordVPN. Chris. Matt. Come with me Mm. on a journey of the mind. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Mm. You, too, could be one of the first people to try the new Lawnmower 4.0 and be blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. We've talked about our trials and travails while trying to tame the hair down there. Let's just say that areas of the body were placed in peril that should never be put in such precarious positions. I've been manscaping for a very long time, oftentimes with painful results. I don't know why those other trimmer guys even call those things guards, because it certainly wasn't doing its job in guarding anything (laughs) the times that it resulted in injury. Take my word for it, manscaping has always been something I've been very much into, and no one made a product specifically for and I didn't think I could be happier with the previous Manscaper, but man, I cannot wait to try the Lawnmower 4.0. Chris, Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my beautiful baby boys down under. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch with a travel lock so that you don't run out of battery when you're on the go. It doesn't accidentally turn on there in your bag. Not that you would run out of battery, because get this, the 4.0 features a new wireless charging system that uses electromagnetic induction, which can help your battery last longer. So longer charge, shorter hairs. Ah. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. It's true. It's true, fellas. You got to figure out which one's right for you because if you're like me and have a hairy tummy or everywhere else, you can't just go shorn have it look like a brush fire occurred in the middle of your body yeah this isn't a one-size-fits-all thing i go a little bit longer in the chest region Mm -hmm. i go with it's the magnum is what i call it the magnum pi look but this also gives you the ability to turn the 4000k led spotlight on or off when needed for a more precise shave the other thing i gotta mention it here fellas if you've been using the same trimmer on your face that you do Mm -hmm. on your nuts don't do that you are doing it all wrong no one wants to end up with pubes in their mouth that's disgusting (laughs) it's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with manscaped to make Mm -hmm. me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth baby boys Mm -hmm. and right now chris our listeners can get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code laser time at manscaped.com that's right 20 percent off Free shipping with the code LaserTime at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com using promo code LaserTime. One word, baby. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And we're back to talk about what? Raccoon Racco- playable raccoon. Playable raccoons. Playable raccoons. Raccoon heroes. And I want to, just before we begin, I want to give a brief shout out to an honorable mention here. Uh, Wanted Raccoon 
is a game that probably fits the mold most of what we'd be talking about, although it is like hella janky in early release and the first attempt of a small group of indie developers. Uh, but it, it tries to be a raccoon simulator, but it's also like raccoon Grand Theft Auto, where it's like, you have a skateboard, and you're throwing <laughs> trash at people, and you're knocking people out with coffee mugs, and they just go straight down, and then you have to tie them up, and it's really like, did you build this with a bunch of Unity assets? I don't know. Um, but uh, the games that we will be talking about are all finished and polished, beginning with... Number five... I recognize the platform. Yeah, you are remarkably good at recognizing music generated by this platform. Is that the Super Nintendo? That is. And this, ah, yes. this is Pocky and Rocky. Pocky and Rocky. And, and this brings me back to a time. Do you remember when you maybe got a console in or around launch and the only video games you were aware of on that console were on the back of that console box. <laughs> oh, yeah. You sure? <laughs> and, and Pocky and Rocky, it wasn't launch, maybe, but it was launch window-y. And, like, I was looking for this game for fucking years, mostly at rental stores, and I could never, ever find it. But it looked like my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, a multiplayer, like, technically like a weird-ass shooter. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of schmummy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like an overhead shooter. It, it, it's almost like has the same perspective as, like, uh... Uh, Zelda on on the SNES, but then like yes. you shoot. Yeah, well, it's, it's sort of like Ikari Warriors or the other you know scrolling on foot yeah, shooters yeah. that were popular in the eighties and nineties. He has two characters to play as in this: Pocky or Rocky. Pocky in the original Japanese was a shrine maiden named Sayo, and Rocky was a Tanuki named Manuke. But objection. Wait, however, however, okay. In the intro, he is specifically identified as Rocky the Raccoon in the U.S. version. So he is canonically Lives a in raccoon in the U.S. Isn't, yes, that, a, isn't that a Beatles song? Rocky canonically a uh, yeah. John Lennon IP problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, that's McCartney. Yeah. Checked yeah, in the I mean, saloon yeah. only to find Gideon's Bible. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but there, there are a bunch of Tanuki things that were left in. For instance, specifically this. When he starts the first stage, he he beats on his tummy like a drum. Oh, and, his tummy. Yeah, okay. and that's a Tanuki yeah. thing to do. Like, according to legend, they would uh, hang out near forest paths and just, like, uh, bang on their tummies to scare travelers. No. With that no, sound, no, no, I thought he no, was beating no. on his giant Tanuki balls. I mean, yes, kind of... there, there are, there's, that's a variation, but I did look it up. I did see, like, woodprint art of, like, Tanukis clearly just banging on their stomachs. Please, please watch Palm Poco on HBO yes. Max. I thought I think all the Ghibli stuff is there. But this adorable kids cartoon that is totally appropriate for your kids for like an hour, and then all the raccoons pull their ball sacks over their heads and <laughs> sail away. It's lots of questions. It's, it's <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the latest Animal Crossing is there is a Tanuki statue, and you see its giant balls right in the middle of Animal Crossing. Now, now wait a second. I feel like you mentioned this on the show. What is the difference between Tanuki and a raccoon? Is this like one a cryptid? I mean, no, um, they're they're different animals. It's but Please it's explain. it's called a raccoon dog. It's it's similar to a raccoon, but it's a different species. Not to me. Hmm. <laughs> one one I is mean, brown I think and one is gray. Are bigger. First off, mm -hmm. I could be wrong. 
But I'm googling this. Right. Obviously, this Please. is a Japanese phenomenon. I've never seen one in real life. Yeah. Anyway, Rocky's questionable status as to whether he's a raccoon or a tanuki is why he's in the number five slot instead of higher up. But yeah, Pocky and Rocky sequel to a Taito arcade game named uh, Kiki Kai Kai, uh, which sounds like a, a thing RuPaul would talk about. But um... it sounds like he just called all my cats down here. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Raccoon is uh, one of the, he's a yokai in Japan, or it's translated to Nopino Goblins for some reason um, in, in the U.S. And uh, he throws leaves. He can uh, wiggle his tail to deflect fireballs and things. Yeah, you can hear it there. And It, it is one of the most adorable characters. And the second I saw him on the box art in that like postage stamp, stamp size gameplay, like I really want to play as this raccoon. Yes. Please, how can I do such a thing? Well, you said it was on the back of your box. Was this like a launch day SNES? I I, I could be mixing. I don't uh, think I, it, I know, was, it was launch. It was an early I know Super I'm mixing, Nintendo. I know I'm mixing it up, but it's like one of those things where like there weren't a lot of Super Nintendo games for a while. There was a lot at launch, and then you sort of had to – it was very – slow trickle yeah and this is one of those things I, I was never able to see in the wild i couldn't afford a new super nintendo game in 91 are you crazy oh. yeah. i thought but, what you were saying uh, is, i mean because this, this happens was, i guess june 93 but this happens a lot where there will be games on the boxes of those new systems that mm -hmm. either get canceled and you never see or mm -hmm. like come out years later and i'm, I'm like right. oh maybe this was fucking rock or mislabeled like who could forget zelda 3 on the side mm -hmm. of your super nintendo <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was a working title at some point. Not a bad sell, but but this 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 I thought I thought when I oh that's what it was. I got a Genesis first, sold it for my super, to get a Super Nintendo. I thought this was in the highest tier of Super Nintendo games and was miffed. But and I still haven't played it to this day. Really, I have not been able. Yeah, I've not. I've, but uh, but it, when I first got my Super Nintendo, I was really really looking forward to it. And I oh, don't get Pocky. It's gonna get Rocky. That's, that's so why, why is Pepe the Frog on the cover of Pocky and Rocky? Look at the goblin. It looks like Pepe the Frog. Oh, you mean the, the guy in the background? That's like the yeah. first boss. He throws beans oh, at okay. you. Yeah, Super looks... Nintendo feels good, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that that is also kind of like peak. Uh, we don't want to put anime style art on the box because Americans don't like it because it's sure. 1993. But uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> it looks silly now. And it's kind of neat. Like... Rocky is the second playable character in this game. He's not a palette swap of the first player like they actually made a new sprite. Pocky throws cards. Rocky throws leaves. That's a nice little touch. Mm -hmm. uh, in the second game, Pocky and Rocky 2, I guess third game since this is a sequel to the, uh, Kiki the Kai Kai. game. Yeah, Kiki Kai Kai. You just play as Pocky and Rocky oh, is yeah. one of like three selectable partner characters. And you can use magic to temporarily transform into that partner character and just control them. And it sounds like this. Magic! She just, yeah. Big, big <laughs> letters over her head. Magic. Durable. Yeah. Durable. Yeah. It's also like a monk or a little ninja girl. And you can get uh, additional partners as you go through. It's a little bit more of an adventure game than, than it is just a pure shooter. There was a, th a third game, Pocky and Rocky, or a fourth game, with Pocky Becky? and Rocky with Becky on <laughs> GBA, which actually looks like a visual step back and, and to me looks more like the original Kiki Kai Kai than it does either of the Super Nintendo games. Forget it, it, Becky. Yeah, looks Becky. like there's a there's a spiritual successor in the works, too. Oh, there's, there's a... a 
I'm not sure if it's a remake or a whole new game. It's like Pocky and Rocky uh, Reshrine, Reshrine, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but with, it, with, it looks uh, great. People from the original team, some of the people from the Wild Guns team. Mm-hmm. So Seriously, yeah. commenters, we depend on you to tell us everything about Pocky and Rocky and yep. your love for it. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Sp- the spiritual successor was Heavenly Guardian, and that was uh, released back on the PS2. So oh. that's different. Okay, so, sure. Yeah. But yeah, Pocky and Rocky, it's it's still a pretty fun game to play. It has it has, has a certain charm in, in that way that so many Super Nintendo games have, like that, you know, big, cute, round, fuzzy Japanese sprites. And, yeah, uh, but still like over very good gameplay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's pretty solid. It holds up relatively well. You know what else holds up relatively well? Uh, having been released just two years ago. Number four. Not a whole lot of great sound effects in this game, so I had to rely on combat and music, as I sometimes do. This is a game I did not know about before today. Uh, yes. This is Super Epic The Entertainment War, which is a Metroidvania. Feels a lot like Symphony of the Night at times, just in terms of like enemy placement behavior, the way that the levels are laid out. Put together by a small developer in Barcelona. And you are playing as a raccoon named Tantan who rides around on a llama. You have three weapons, uh, an umbrella, which attacks horizontally, a broom that attacks upwards, it's like an uppercut, and a plunger that attacks downwards and can slam enemies to the ground. And you're supposed to use them all in tandem to create combos. It's pretty fun, and the the plot is that in the future, a monolithic entertainment giant has taken over the world with its mind-numbing free-to-play games and completely outlawed traditional paid video games, but there are some who still hold out and play the old illegal games like Tantan and his llama, and there's like an anonymous style organization that says, we're going to attack the headquarters, and Tantan is like, yes, this is our chance. So you ride in and start beating up employees with your umbrella and <laughs> eventually like fighting bosses that, you know, are just greedy corporate managers that are pigs also, of course, appropriately. It does something that's really neat, I think. Every once in a while you'll, you'll go into a room with like a locked door and there'll be like a code lock and, and behind it like some treasure and next to the treasure will be a QR code. If you scan the QR code with your phone, it will send you to the Evil Corporation's website where you will get to play a parody of a free-to-play game. Like, there's there's a clicker, there's like one that's basically just Crossy Road, uh, and the idea is you play these for like 30 seconds to a minute, and then it will, you hit whatever arbitrary goal it has, and then it will give you the six-digit code that you can put into the door and claim the prize. It is fucking rad! And, yeah, reading some of the Steam reviews, so many people are just like, yeah, this may be fun for some people. To me, it's just a hassle. What do you mean I have to pull out my phone now? It's like, oh, it's creative. It's inventive. I, what the fuck? I, you have to stop me from pulling out my phone all the time while playing <laughs> games. Holy shit, if it loads or someone talks, my phone is out. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's full of neat little things like that. And on top of it, it is a really solid metroidvania that feels fun to play so yeah and f- it looks fast too yeah it, it is fast. beat the hell out of people with a stop sign i'm i'm in yeah 
Yeah, I had I had a lot of fun with this. My one complaint is that the save rooms, it's a little bit stingy with them, which, you know, for some people's mileage, that might be fine because they sound like this. Yes, all the save rooms are toilets. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's it. The art style looks like oh, if no they would have made good-looking Looney Tunes games back in the day, like, this is what this art style would have looked like. Mm. Like... Like, like the, the fighting has the little, like, uh, dust clouds when you fight, and the, even the dog kind of looks like the dog they have in... Which, which Looney Tunes has that uh, bulldog, Chris? You would know more than Mark me. Anthony? I don't know. Or I are you talking know. about Spike? See? There you go. <laughs> you know, there, there is some great anime laughter in here. <laughs> yeah, you meet the... I think the, the second <laughs> boss is, like, a dominatrix that's like, I distract our workers from how much they live at the office with all this workout equipment and uh, arcade games that they can play as long as they're here. And so they just never leave the office and like, well, yes. that actually sounds like a pretty good benefit. You know, who am I to say? Um, <laughs> anyway, it's a fun game. Super epic. Yeah, it's it's the on, on switch and uh, steam or everything. Switch steam PS4, I think Xbox one. And that's another thing that I was surprised. Like, why haven't I heard of this? It's on everything. Yeah. Right, and we. In case you haven't noticed, we do try and. I mean, you guys especially yeah. try and find everything that's coming out, and like, this is uh, about a year and change old, and what the fuck? I've never heard of this. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, you're all hearing about it now. And, Looks rad. Yeah. This might be something I download right after the show. Yeah, so check it out. It's fun. It's super fun. Um, but clearly not as fun as number three. Popping bubbles on my phone. <laughs> uh, you're actually making buildings disappear down yeah. holes in what game? Oh, Donut County. I know this game. Yeah, Donut County, one of our top games of 2018, I think. And I, I just played this recently. So. I, I never. You're you're. Are you always playing as the raccoon? Mostly, you do you do play as other characters in a couple stages, but you are mostly playing as BK, the raccoon who is trying to basically sink the entire town into a, a very deep cavern so that he can earn enough points to buy a quadcopter. Yep. Very important to him. <laughs> it, it's, it's his Olympia magazine subscription goal. Yes, he has, yeah, He has the BMX circled. He wants that 13-inch color television. Yeah, and the idea of Donut County is that uh, the raccoons run a donut delivery company. Someone orders a donut, and they send a portable hole to suck down everything they own and uh, turn their home into a vacant lot. And It is, um, it is a calmer Katamari Damacy. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very chill. Mm -hmm. It does cool things like if you let enough rabbits fall down into the hole, they will breed in the hole, and a bunch of baby rabbits will just spray out in a giant fountain. <laughs> yep. Like an evil dead blood geyser. Yeah, and yeah it's, it's it's secretly a puzzle game. Yeah. You have to figure out how to suck up certain things or how to like open a door or something yeah. to get to something. Well, you out. start out with a very small hole, and everything that goes into the hole makes the hole bigger. So, yeah, you have to and start out with like, little, little rocks and things like that, and eventually you move on to houses. I don't suggest anyone start with little rocks, by the way. Okay. If you're trying to make your holes bigger. Just oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were saying something about rock, Arkansas. You know? yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, rocks aren't really meant for insertion into human beings. <laughs> no, but, no, uh, no. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> um, but yeah, it, it also has has a bunch of cutscenes, and it kind of does that Animal Crossing thing with the dialogue, where like I'm pretty sure that it, the voice is just saying each individual letter, so it sounds kind of like the sentence that they're supposed to be saying. Like here's BK saying, "I would never destroy anything. I'm kind." <laughs> I, I love this fucking game. Yeah. This game's so good. It's great. My I, my big complaint about it is, is, like, there's less than two hours of content here. And it's so yeah. good. Yeah. 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 But, it, but it I, was I managed always... to pick it up on every platform. I think I, did, I played this at... They still Are they still going to do that? Uh, man, we, we didn't even talk about that. When Double Fine got acquired by um, uh, Microsoft, that they did that Day of the Devs hmm. yeah. uh, thing. And that's where I played this for the first time. Oh, yeah. I rode my bike to it on a Sunday. It was... Just an oh, odd I experience. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say, was this on Apple Arcade? I know it's on Game Pass now. But... I think it's it, on. Yeah. It debuted yeah. on iOS. I don't think it was on arcade. But, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, this, this game rules uh, and is usually like ten dollars or less. And is even though it's only two hours, it's a very fun, very good two hours and, and it's, well worth it's it. It's not only hilarious. It's just one, like um, every once in a while, like my friends like. Do you have games? My kids love games, and we don't have any. I'm like, what's wrong with you, Hitler? Like, why don't you have any fucking games? Yes, your kids can come over and play games. I've noticed, no matter where their interest lies, Donut County is instantly transfixing on children and adults the same. It's very easy to figure out and to start playing. Uh, Not unlike Katamari, which at the time had, like, pretty confusing controls. Yeah. But, uh, But this is just so fun and easy to figure out and just get rip roaring right into it's so silly. Like I have played this game almost fifty percent of the time with multiple people on my couch laughing while an adult or a child plays because it's that type of game. It's fun to witness too. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's funny. It's a funny game. I remember when it was on iOS. I think I gifted a code to my sister who doesn't play games, and like within a few hours, she texted me and was like, "Is there more? Yeah. <laughs> That's not enough." It also has like. A seriously amazing soundtrack. Like I've yeah. just listened to those songs mm-hmm. in my car before. Like, yeah, and a story. Was... I love BK. Yeah. BK is a great BK, character. Oh yeah, it's fun. <laughs> just just completely amoral. Just like what? It's fun. <laughs> what? Were you gonna make the game happen? <laughs> Fuck off. But I, it is I, funny. I, I think most people would hole. think you play as Mira, the human, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, she's just texting BK. BK is yeah. the guy controlling those holes. Yeah. And I think there's one level maybe where you play as Mira and you you suck down the donut stand, which is where BK is sending the holes out from. Yeah, because so. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing is you're all basically getting sucked into the center of the earth, mm-hmm. but then everyone's down there together. Yeah, <laughs> they're just all just hanging out in a, with a campfire, yeah. and they get they're, they're all very upset with BK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so that, I think that's where the game picks up. Basically, is kind of like. This is how we got here. Mm-hmm. And then it's I like six it. weeks earlier, and then he starts, yeah. you know, you see how <laughs> events unfolded. He starts slow, and then just like in Katamari, it's bigger and bigger things that he's sucking mm-hmm. up here. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, Donut County, fantastic game. But Beautiful. if you want to talk about everyone's fucking favorite raccoon. Oh, yeah. Number two. It's coming! Airstrike, suckers! I love the smell of napalm in the Guardians of the Galaxy are nothing without me. 
You all know who this is. Yeah. I am. I, 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 this this still shocks me, and I, I couldn't get a lot out of Baker on uh, Patreon.com slash Laser Time where we talked about the release of this game. But this is this is from Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Yes. Or? Yes, the second version. And this was before anyone knew who Rocket Raccoon was. The first Guardians of the Galaxy movie hadn't happened yet. But that that's the thing. Like I think Guardians had had like a 12-issue cycle at that point. Years I mean, earlier. They, they'd been around since probably the but not, 60s But not or in 70s, this formation. Not, yeah. not, in, not in the formation you see in the movies. I think Rocket might have spawned from outside of the comics. But like this was a deep cut. And I just remember talking to Brett about because Brett knew more, way more about Rocket Raccoon than I yeah. did. Like, what are they doing? And then, like a year later, less than a year later, they announced the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And we're like, this seems insane, but okay, yeah, uh, I'm with it. And now, like, I'm more excited for Guardians of the Galaxy three than like almost any fucking Marvel movie. Hell yeah! And, and but this- that was always part of the charm of those games is they were they included a ton of deep cuts that actually like right. now those nowadays those games wouldn't include a lot of those. I remember, like, I remember us like, I can't believe they put MODOK in the game. MODOK has a Hulu show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he does. Back then he didn't. But but the, I yeah. think the big one was Shuma Gorath, which was yeah, in right. uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I, was he in 1 yeah. also? That's, I forget. Was that the one I on Dreamcast? I think it's 2. Yeah. Um, but but mm. yeah, that's that was a case of like the developers looking through a book of Marvel characters and like, oh, this guy, he looks cool. It's like, that guy? Allegedly, it's a Doctor Strange villain. Allegedly, I, I, I swear, I don't know if I heard that story inside or outside of Capcom. It's why I don't want to assume it's apocryphal. But it seems that's why it happened <laughs> because this is a Doctor Strange enemy no one remembers. Yeah, I think no, he might have been in. He was in Street Fighter versus Marvel superheroes or Marvel superheroes versus okay. Street Fighter. Yeah, as I remember him fighting Paris, Dan yeah. in that game. I, I would also imagine assert- some of the character selection probably has to do with archetypes of characters they had from other fighting games it's like oh we can easily map him to this type of character like oh yeah you know that that's a zombie they type. didn't yeah. <laughs> he's weird and they didn't he was basically a pancake like <laughs> yeah well, i remember him being tentacly wasn't he, he kind of just yeah, had... basically an octopus with a giant eye in the center yeah yeah it, it but but rocket was so out of nowhere just because like the guardian's and, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics weren't really doing anything yeah. at the time. Or, or maybe maybe that 12-issue uh, run was over in 2012, 2011, 2010. But, like, uh, I just remember us being so miffed by that. And it feels so silly now, given how, like, Rocket Raccoon is a household name. He's an animatronic um, in a Disney uh, California Adventure ride. <laughs> but first I'm in a wiki as myself. Shuma Gorath was actually in the original Marvel Superheroes War of okay. the Gems game. Uh, second, this this rocket, I just want to point out, again, this was before Guardians English. of the Galaxy movie, so he sounds very different from how people might remember. My version of a coonskin cap is basically me chewing on your skull. Like, did he canonically have an English accent always, or? Uh, shit, I've read those comics, and I don't, I don't remember, I don't, I, I did not perceive that. One of the, one of the funny things I remember, and we have a whole Cape Crisis show that chronicles this, um, when they were, back when they were, Marvel announces a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and then you get that slow casting trickle. And the big name that was fluttering around was Adam Sandler. And everyone just assumed he was going to go to Rocket. Like, that's good. I'm like, I think he's going to be Cosmo, the uh, Russian dog. But everyone just assumed, yes, I'm Rocket Raku. He would be like, he would be Adam Sandler voice. Uh, But you certainly wouldn't think they would actually use Bradley Cooper, a super handsome dude. Like, 
I still can't let's, recognize let's him. Let's hide him behind CG. I never get tired of saying this. I can't hear Bradley Cooper at all in Rocket. I Rocket. can't. That's it's, what I was just saying. I it's never. One of the best I, I try vocal performances ever. Mm. There's a couple moments in A Star Is Born when he's like really drunk and slurry. Like, oh, there's a little of Rocket. But before that, never. Like, I have no idea why he's in that movie, and he's such a huge part of Endgame. It cracks me up. <laughs> he's <laughs> like the only survivor of the Guardians. Right, yeah. <laughs> and he gets called Sweet Rabbit by Thor. Well, uh, the yeah. thing is, though, like, in Rabbit. we were talking about mapping to archetypes. In other fighting games, he totally would have been one of those tiny characters that rides, like, a, a big muscular character's back, right? Like, he would probably have been riding on Groot. It's so weird that they gave him his own... He's like a little tiny yeah, thing. But he's got he's got tons of guns and, and yeah. cool stuff like that. And, like, the, the firearm fetishist thing comes out big in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Can the ladies come out to play? For you, Rocket, anything. Be good. <laughs> Ebony, ivory... Care to yeah, yeah. Gets Dante's guns. That sounds more like Bradley Cooper. Yeah. So someone at Marvel had an idea of what he should sound like. But um, yeah, this still, this still. Uh, I love, I love thinking about this. I really do. Just this announcement just took all all Marvel fans aback. Like, uh, that's not who I wanted, but that is insane. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And the, the voice I can never really wrap my head around. Famous video game voice actor Greg Ellis in UMBC3. Yes. But uh, and, um, does a pretty good job. So what's this I hear about a place called Raccoon City? Small, bounces it, around a lot, hard to hit, uses a lot of traps, lots of firepower. But a lot of projectiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine. I'm not the right guy to talk to. Hmm. It's been a minute. But I, I thought we were disincluding him because Rocket doesn't know he's a raccoon. Doesn't he? The same way... Um, well, he doesn't know what a raccoon is, exactly. Yes. Yeah. But he's also more than likely built in a lab. Mm. Yeah, no, he is. And and never met never met another raccoon in his life. Mm. And talks and uh, is a, a wizard with gadgets. Yeah. And, and stealing batteries. And yet has a certain amount of self-awareness about the whole thing. Again, that wasn't me going through your garbage cans last night. You heard the man, the raccoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Rocket makes me so happy. I hope Bradley Cooper does it forever. I, yes. I like. I've never heard him talk about Rocket either. So, like, I would love to hear what he has to it's say. True. About. Yeah, they don't. They don't like bring him out on the press tours, and it's no. like they should. I've heard Vince Vin, Vin Diesel go off and like, yeah, I love love playing Groot. It's one of the best acting <laughs> roles of the lifetime. I bet it is. I bet it is for you, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Seems very low effort. <laughs> but Rocket is just a, like such an amazing cinematic performance. I miss the Guardians so much, and I still get mad at Marvel every day to kowtowing to Twitter conservatives and making delaying that movie by three fucking years. <sighs> three years. But did you see? We'll have a holiday special for the Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Wow. Yeah, very excited. I hope it's uh, as two bad years. as I hope it's exactly like the Star Wars holiday special, except watchable. Well, if I never said it here, you, you got to see the Star Wars uh, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special because oh, that shit is wonderful. Yeah, that veers between like the the really fun parts are all like the the time skipping and mm-hmm. and then there's like the quote unquote Christmas special slash Life Day part, which is just like yeah, ah, Poe Dameron burned the turkey. Like who gives it's, a shit? <laughs> it's very Christmas special. Yeah. They hit, they checked all the boxes, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I know James Gunn gets that, and I cannot wait. I love I. 
Rocket's one of the characters I've fallen in love with the most over the last ten years. Um, yeah. So, a great comic solo comic series, by the way. If you have access to old Marvel comics, um, really good. Let's bring this thing home with my boys have been yapping about some big mysterious dude running around cracking skulls, and <laughs> and and this is it. You're the monkey wrench in my operation? Some scrawny rat with a stick. Hey, wait a second. I seen that stick before. Maybe when my father knocked your block off with it. Your father? Wow. You're a Cooper? Hey, what? give away the title. It, sound, it sounds like a voice I'm trying to do all the time. Hmm. Alex Rocco, uh, the, the son of the creator of Itch and Scratchy cartoons. <laughs> I, I'm always trying to do that voice. Yeah. Who is this? Oh, duh. Yeah. Um, well, this is uh, this is Sly Slot. Cooper. Yeah. Wow. And the Thievius Returnus. Yeah. The best. Well, yeah. The best Sucker Punch game that they probably will not revisit anytime soon. Um, no, you never know. It's like true. look at Ratchet and Clank, man. I, yeah, I, I think they actually will. Seeing what Insomniac's doing with Ratchet and Clank, like I think a lot of those developers are gonna be like. We could take a crack at that again and probably make a pretty good one of those. Maybe. You know? Yeah. I know that with the the last game, Sucker Punch was like, we're done with this. And they handed it off to Sanzaru Games, which had done the HD trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I th- I thought it was pretty well received, but like they never did another one. So, Yeah, well, I mean, I would love if they could because they've kind of moved on to open world games with Infamous and then Ghost mm-hmm. of Tsushima. So it's like, yep. do a big, truly open world Sly game. I'm f- I'd fucking love that. Hell yeah. Let, let me do this everywhere. <laughs> That, that is that that's bass such a plucking tunes trope. Yeah, little... but that's like whenever he's he's sneaking, that's the right. music that plays yeah. in yeah, time so with his like, footsteps. That's adorable. But I, I thought you were going to say like you want him because they did this in Infamous. Sly could easily just like you know go down wires and shit around mm-hmm. the open world, the, hanging by his little cane. Yeah, yeah. I think I think um, was it Thieves in Time was open world to a degree and that like each of the levels yeah. was like an open world but yeah, yeah. I, me- I remember like a guy showing it off to me and like on Vita it's like this is the first open world game on Vita it's like oh you haven't played Gravity Rush have you like no what is it <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it doesn't have cro- I'm looking at the cover right now it, it, it's 3D capable and cross by on Vita mm. which is Man, damn near. A, both of those are ten-year-old sayings. Yes, at this that is point. that is as uh, twenty eleven as it gets. Three <laughs> D yeah. available on Vita. Oh man, how what, come? What I, I don't get some Sony, Sony platforms since PlayStation One, they have had so many good mascot games. Think of it. Think they've like Sly yes. Cooper. They they have Crash Bandicoot. They have Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter. There's so many candidates. And yet, not a single one stuck. Like they, they kind of go through them like well, girlfriends or something. Like, oh, it's been a fun four years. My, See ya. My opinion is that um, Sony went through all of their, they went through their mascots like Sonic, in that they had eleven months from to the day we will release a new version of this until the public is absolutely tired of this, mm-hmm. and it did it to every one of its franchises and does it pretty consistently up until like the last generation where games became pretty hard to develop. 
on that level. But uh, yeah, like Sly Cooper was uh, was it a PS2 debut? Yes, yeah. Uh, PS2. Why am I confused on a Sly game? Given how much I love it, I'm Bentley. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Sony tends to run th- like overstay their welcome, whereas like the things they're trying to ape are like Mario things that come about every three to five years, and like give it a minute, because mm. because people like people younger than me revere Sly Cooper and Jack and Baxter and. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. You just didn't give it enough time to breathe yeah. and get discovered. Well, I think I think Ratchet and God of War might be Sony's only like really long running franchises that they've for real. They've spanned what four platforms. I would have told you though, Ratchet was almost dead. Like that 2016 game was an anomaly and was yeah. very good, yeah. but otherwise, the last generation. Wait, was was there a? I guess there was a Ratchet and Clank on PS3. I was going to say it might. Oh, there were been, there were several on PS3. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it had been a long time, and I was like. Are they just done with these games? Like, you know, because Insomniac well, had moved on. I think I think maybe what sort of complicated things, and this will tie back into Sly Cooper, is that that uh, Ratchet & Clank reboot game, while excellent, came out with a movie that was not excellent and that kind of bombed. Right. And I think that that movie's bombing is what is the reason we don't have a Sly Cooper movie, because you might we remember. We had a trailer. Yeah, there was a trailer in 2016. Yeah. And uh, it it looked pretty cool, and then the movie got canceled, and I heard that like it got turned into a TV series, and then that may have gotten canceled, and there hasn't yeah, been any word since. So, yeah, because it's it's technically I don't want to die on this hill. I think it's better than Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter, but it's part of that like Sony first party trilogy of mm-hmm. platformers. Yeah. But I think Sly Cooper is the best. And uh, for my money, uh, yes, ha- it's definitely my favorite. Yeah, part of because uh, just uh, the economy of time, and what's if we had more time, probably in a YouTube video, like Sony comes out with these games so fast and frequently that they end up adding things that diminish anything good about the actual game. Uh, and and I think a lot of people had problems with the the, the minor things they added to. All of those successive platformers end up slowing them down and making them less interesting. Mm. Instead of just waiting to publish them every three or four years or so, mm. we gotta make Jacks hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> like it, why? Just wait, just wait. You don't have to. You don't have to make the game today. Like, we, <laughs> yeah, I feel like wait. in Jack's case, it kind of worked. I'm glad they didn't go the same route with the other ones. Um, but I feel like we're we're talking a lot about the the feeling surrounding Sly, and sure. not really a lot about Sly himself. That. Uh, yeah, Sly Cooper is sort of like, what if we did Metal Gear Solid as mm-hmm. a platformer right. where you're this this very cool gentleman thief with is kind of maybe a little bit patterned after George Clooney who reacts to cops pointing a gun uh, at him by flirting. You foolish raccoon. I've caught you red-handed. Ah, Carmelita. I haven't seen you since I gave you the slip in Bombay. Which reminds me, you need to return the Firestone of India to its rightful owners. Ah, uh-huh. and I was going to give it to you as a little token of my... Hey, you know, that bazooka really brings out the color of your eyes. I was not aware that Ronda Rousey was doing video game voiceover back then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now see here. Now see here. She's the worst part of Mortal Kombat 11. By far. It's true. You can't patch out Ronda Rousey, please. You fucking patched out Peter Dinklage. Patch her out. <laughs> Just terrible. Not but but, but Sly, like, even as as a fan of platformers, he's a lot less floaty. Uh, 
mm. and has a lot more capabilities. And mm-hmm. um, the, the, I've always forget about the stealth aspect because it's like one of those things that doesn't it doesn't bother me that much. It never it slides a really fast stealth uh, game, very right. fast. Yeah, it's game. it's more integrated with the platform you're doing things quickly yes. to avoid versus like no it, it, that part of it is him being a raccoon you accept that he crawls fast right yeah whereas solid snake doesn't that's true yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah a lot uh, of the so worst he, so parts even when you're in stealth mode you move very quickly slow. yeah you, you don't go slow in this game. yeah or and he has like he can jump inside of barrels and sneak around like oh, that yeah. which is also a very solid snake thing to do I, am i because he's a cartoon michael yeah, Do I have my like, timeline straight? I, I feel like one of the reasons Sly has the style it does, and which which separated it from the other plas- uh, mascot platformers, this was around when cell shading was still pretty novel mm-hmm. and, and a pretty big thing. And so, like it, at the time, cell shaded games were what we would say, like, "Wow, that looks like a cartoon." Now, like the new Ratchet and Clank is what you'd yeah. say, "Oh, that looks like a Pixar cartoon." But like cell shaded games, we were like, "Holy shit, that looks just like I'm watching a cartoon." And this game really had that feeling. Yeah, it, it did cell shading really well, and I think the cell shading is a big part of why those games held up so well into yeah. the the HD era. That when right. they did the the HD remaster, it's like, yeah, this looks like a game that would be made now, maybe a little mm-hmm. rougher because around it, the edges. Yeah, uh, but on, on early access on Steam, but <laughs> yeah, sure. it, 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 it Sly inadvertently, you know, sort of. Uh, I'm not saying created Marvel vs. Capcom three style, but like that cell shaded, shadowy, mm-hmm. um, like uh, not hard light kind of style for cell shading. Cell shading usually took that. Not to say Wind Waker, but think of like cell damage or uh, yeah, or other or, things, or even Jet also, Grind Radio, right? Jet Grind Radio had a harsh yeah. cell shaded look, We're, but like there's not harsh lighting and uh, it uses it to play with uh, darkness. I, a little I bit. think All you know characters. what it is is it's um, a lot of cell shaded games default they had really thick lines, and actually mm-hmm. uh, they were pretty good about the lines and sly. Like no, this this should look like a cartoon, not uh, not Clerks the animated series. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with Clerks the Animated <laughs> okay, Look, I, I love the art style, yep. but it was very of its time. Just ask the dude from Penny Arcade who also copied that style for oh, a long yeah, time. Point. <laughs> You're a Clerks the Animated Series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love... I'm not even supposed to be here. I love Sly. I love all the, the sequels. Um, I really wish this series would come back. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the well, HD thing. You're making me want to just go buy and play that. I mean, it's on I PS3, think it, I, so. Uh, I think I think it will. Like, uh, there's other than Ghost of Tsushima, I, I I think there's most of the Sony franchises that are I'm anxiously awaiting are revisiting things from the basically that they it looked like they stopped doing on PS3. I, and by the way, I so got, quick quick play. little review of something I recently. Because I wanted to play Mortal Kombat 2011, Mortal Kombat 9, mm-hmm. I just gave PlayStation Now a try. And that's where, if you want to play a lot of those old PS3 games, that is where you can go play them right yeah. now, and it works. But, uh, yeah, so go do that. Play what you Download want to for a them. week, and then you don't have to keep subscribing if you don't want. <laughs> I want to find uh, pictures of some executive and get one of those forever accounts. Otherwise, Until then, I'm not paying. <laughs> and you know who you are, Steve... Wait, not our patron. I mean, we have actual <laughs> friends who work at Sony. So. I know. I know. Uh, anyway, that is our top five games where you can play as a raccoon. We've got one more to talk about, Backbone, which we'll do in the new releases segment. But first, we have to take a break. And when we come back, we'll get to that and some news and some other stuff. So stay tuned. Desperate love keeps on driving you 
let's get scratching. Do you like video game apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the Laser Time Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash laser time. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts Michael Raparas and Matthew Allen from Bidja Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. I think we're all vaxxed, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got like my sister came in my house. Gross! Grow up. She walked. <laughs> she walked in my house, and like that's the first time that's happened in over a year. But yeah, like uh, having been around my family with no mask inside, like that's the first time any of that shit's happened in a year. And 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 I was talking to someone about it. Oh yeah, like I'm looking at some of my friends. Like yeah, they're just doing stuff again, and I still I still don't know how to do that yet. I wonder if there's a part of me that kind of enjoyed all the indoor time and the video game time. I just I haven't pushed myself to go out and be social yet. Have any of you? No, or, I think absolutely not. You guys are. Well, I'm, I'm still a few days before my my antibody. time is up, mm-hmm. but uh, you know my my two weeks. But I, I, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about it because like I've I've lived like a fucking hermit for the past year and a half, so mm-hmm. it's it's a little strange to like oh now I can. Go out and do things, but who will who will I see? What do I yeah. want to do? That's, that's where I'm uh, at. Is like, oddly, I, I can. the thing I'm most excited for is to go to Target, which I haven't done. Oh, since I've been going like to Target, Target this entire time. Yeah, <laughs> I I got a haircut like I, right like mm. the day that I hit my two weeks after the second shot. I'm like, okay, it's time. It's been like eight months or something. But other than that, Are you it's, cutting your hair on your own, like Michael. <sighs> no, no, my hair was yeah. just growing out. Yeah, it is weird to think like, well, I don't need a haircut now, but when I do need one, I'll be able to have someone else do it for the first time in a year. You have been yeah. cutting your own hair? Got a pair of clippers. It's it surprisingly look... easy to give yourself a crew cut. Uh, bullshit. Not with this fucking God sneeze pubes on my forehead kind of shit. Like, I cannot <laughs> just throw clippers into this mess. Uh, you just give yourself like a little crew cut and it looks like a professional bit. I hate oh, I'm very I jealous hate. of your hair. Always have. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! And welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to forge right ahead into the raccoon flavored pastiche that is this week's. Not entirely raccoon flavored because, you know, I, I, I guess like lombaxes are sort of raccoon adjacent. They're similar looking animals with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which again, we haven't been able to play. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, same with Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. Uh, but one game I do want to talk about that <sighs> did come out They'll this week. They'll talk about it next week, PS5 owners. Mm. Maybe Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, which will also be a next week thing. Or that Nintendo Game Builder Grush. I, 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 I'm curious. I, I did see a report of that shit landing on PC, but I had, you know, okay, full disclosure, I'm in Florida. I went to go look for a bunch of new releases this week and, like, None of the retailers knew what I was talking about. Like, no, I confirmed they exist. And like, but their online stock was sold out everywhere. And like, it, it was Ninja Gaiden and Indiana Jones 4K, uh, on 4K. Like, it's like, it's just unobtainable right now in a physical version. 
sorry, never mind. Neither here nor there, but like the physical world is still weird. <laughs> it just yes, is. yes, it was it was a crapshoot. It's like, well, I'm gonna go to this place and trust they have the game. I think they will. And, and like, and I've, I've trusted them for years. And one and one of them is Walmart, and they're like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, your website says it's out. So does Best Buy's, but it's not here. It doesn't exist. Amazon doesn't sell it. What's going on? And that's where Walmart's like, GameStop oh, sir, doesn't sell it. We don't What's sell happening? most of the stuff on our website. That's other people. That's- no, no, but it was, it was, I, I couldn't, we couldn't see a listing on Games, uh, GameStop or, uh, Best Buy or Amazon either for those two things. So it was just, I don't want to get into it, but it was just very frustrating. Oh, sir, uh, that game died 10 years ago on this very ah! highway. Uh, <laughs> he looked just like you. <laughs> Do you know Large Marge was like 34? No. It's it's so tragic. Every time I look at somebody's age, we're just talking about six feet under and like Nate's like 31. Like, oh boy, I can't even relate to him anymore. Pull this up. Large Marge Tombstone in memoriam. Born December 1937. Died 1974. Wow. <laughs> You're all doing the math. Mar- Large Marge lived hard. What the 37 fuck? Years old. 37 years old. Uh-huh. From Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I mean, the greatest uh, Thank you sequences. for saying that, as if our audience would even get it. Holy fuck. Hmm. Get oh, so but then like, here's the thing. Like, Didn't Pee Wee's Big Adventure come out in like 88? So that 85. was five. It, that was only like seven years, eight years after this tragedy is supposed mm-hmm. to happen or something. Yeah. Like it's on a night just like tonight. But as a kid, you would have like, you know, the way our minds work, like, oh, God, that was like 60 years ago. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. it, was, it was 11 years ago. <sighs> but um, yeah, and Matt really doesn't want to talk a, about Backbone. No, this no, is I a hell don't. of a tangent. So Backbone <laughs> uh, is available on uh, Microsoft Game Pass for PC. And it is... Uh, Pretty gripping, I will say that um, from what I, I, I've been reading reviews, I've, I'm probably into like the second act of it, play, playing for several hours. And it sounds like from some of the reviews that the best part might be the prologue, which is free, and you can grab that on Steam really? if you don't have Game Pass. Yeah, but it is a 2D uh, investigate em up. Um, I, it's <laughs> sort of somebody compared it, I think, to. Like if Night in the Woods was also um, some other detective game, I forget. Thimbleweed Park? Mm, no, it's anyway. got the pixel <laughs> style of Thimbleweed Park. That's true. It's a little little bit pixely. It's 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 that sort of like pseudo two D, but probably actually three D because like everything's two D. But then you get like this cool parallax scrolling in the background and yeah. uh, these these really uh, nifty lighting effects. I think it is because my 2080s fans were fucking blowing trying to run this game, which yeah. could also just be it's not that optimized. But I was like, why? Why are you working hard for this game? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But um, it's it, – yeah, it's 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 a side-scroller. A lot of it is just navigating dialogues, uh, which is mm. surprisingly fun, like trying to sort of put the screws to people. Are you going to be nice? Are you going to be an asshole? What kind of – detective are you like i i just kind of try to pattern my interactions after colombo whenever possible just try to be as like unassuming and like oh i didn't know that oh tell me more hey, you tell me you don't have any lollipops mm. i'm confusing all of my 70s detectives <laughs> i i actually did get some like old school crpg vibes off those dialogue trees or even like 
not not as far as Disco Elysium goes. Disco you know, Elysium, that's what I was trying to think. There it is. That's yeah. the one. But, you know, it, it's definitely like that model of like, yeah, here's you're going to play into certain archetypes. And I I would assume the game adapts based on how assholey you become, I hope. I um, from, from what I've read, it doesn't so much mm. that like a lot of these characters don't show up again. It's ah. kind of short. It's it's on the five hour side. Yeah, it's it's kind of short. Um, you like I, I compare it especially to Disco Elysium for a couple of reasons because you are a cop that or not a cop. You're you're an investigator, a private investigator that and nobody it. likes, everyone distrusts, and it takes place in sort of a an alternate universe dystopia version of Vancouver. That, uh, you learn about as you go that like, well, apparently there's some sort of, like, you are a raccoon. People seem to be racist against raccoons. People keep calling you, uh, like striper or rack and like, oh, you're not so bad for a striper. And you can decide whether to say like, for what? Or and other <laughs> such, uh, 80s metal bands. Mm -hmm. like yeah, wasn't it the Christian 80s? <laughs> yeah, with a Y. It's just slightly different. Uh, but, you're the guy yeah. who wrote fuck like a beast. <laughs> But also you, you gradually start hearing about things like the wall and there's nothing outside of the wall. This is the last bastion of civilization. It's run by apes who sit at the top of the, uh, the animal hierarchy. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're different classes of, of. We are no ape law, Micah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Made me think of Zootopia. A bit it was very and, uh, Zootopia. Yeah, or, or yeah. beast stars and, and yeah, like cannibalism <laughs> does play into this. Oh boy! So uh, another show where Michael mentions B stars. Have I done it before? <laughs> Every single show. Like, 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 put, <laughs> listeners, put together a, a highlight reel. It's, it's a long running game. Like just wait for Michael to slip in a B stars reference. <laughs> <laughs> B stars. Well, I'm more show. saying I haven't heard that word oh. in like 20 years. It's on Netflix. It's great. Oh. Um. <laughs> Hopefully they do a second season soon anyway. But, but yeah, it, it is very engaging. Like I played uh, a few games that are out this week and this is the one that I just like stuck with for hours. Like, no, I want to see what happens next. What happens next? Mm. Um, and yeah, you, uh, you meet a, a, an investigative journalist who becomes your partner and, uh, oh. you're, you're investigating, uh, like the th things just keep getting like darker and creepier the more you press on like it starts as a, as a simple uh you know uh, we think th this this pregnant otter thinks that her husband might be cheating on her uh just and i'm masturbating yeah <laughs> just quickly gets so much darker um but yeah it's uh it's definitely worth checking out especially if you've got game pass in which case hey you have free access to it on pc i guess ultimate or, we had that discussion yeah. or chat try backbone like i don't have game pass ultimate so i do not have this yeah mm. which if you're paying for game pass and gold you should just get ultimate because i know it makes no price. sense mm -hmm. makes no sense uh, we were talking off mic uh apparently you upgrade and microsoft will figure it out and won't charge you for all three yeah and then the other <laughs> I mean, they stopped selling those year-long subscriptions of games with gold. Yeah, so. but, but, but I, I just like years of dealing with data and cell phone companies. Like they never, ever, ever roll those into the same to uh, the same account. Uh, yeah, if you, right. have you not had to cancel something four times like with Comcast? I, I don't know. Like, I the one I don't understand is I have this like bundle deal with Disney Plus where it's like that plus Hulu plus ESPN plus, which I would oh, never yeah. pay for by itself. But they all have like different logins, which is really yep. frustrating to keep track of. I'm like, come on, just 
Give me a Disney login. I know you're all. Oh, Disney. and that that Microsoft. It's to get in is my Gmail, and like, um, we think it should be your Hotmail account. Would you like it to be your Hotmail account? No, we yeah. changed it to your Hotmail account. Like, my password doesn't work with the email you subs. Every time I fuck with my Microsoft account, it sucks. I hate it. Hotmail was like the account I would use yeah. for like, oh, fuck, I have to put an email in here. Yes. Oh, great. Like, yeah. By the way, your Hotmail account is now a live.com account. Yes. I just want to know what the name of this porn star is, and that's why I created my Hotmail account. It's a burner yeah, so account. To get it's on a that burner form. account yes. of email services. Yes. It's a burner. Exactly. I really want to play the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection this week. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when those games came out, I remember, like, who the fuck would want to play that? I had a really rough time with the um, Xbox One. But the more I got into, like, Dark Souls-ishness and more intricate games, I would love to go back to the Ninja Gaiden games. Well, boy, if I got good news for you, because the Xbox versions are not on this collection. It's In fact, yeah. there's been a, some controversy. It only includes those Sigma versions from yeah. PlayStation. Which, to me, that's a little... Because uh, those... Do kind of like they they add content, but they also like make it easier. Rebalance the gameplay. There's not as much blood. Like, yeah, there there's different bosses. I think even in in two, the Sigma version of two, like they mm. they changed a lot. Yeah, well, I think in in the Sigma version of two, like you actually fight the Statue of Liberty at one point. To, but to be that that Ninja Gaiden Xbox game on the original Xbox is available via Game Pass with 4K upgrades. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. So. Sure, like I, I, I could have played that a long time ago. I would think it was more looking for Ninja Gaiden Two. Um, I wanted to play yeah, that again. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, because I, I, there's been a lot of ways to play Ninja Gaiden over the years, and I'm like, I, I got my fill. I don't need to go back mm-hmm. there. Um, Chivalry Two is probably the biggest release this week that's not exclusive to a single platform. Yes, mm. all men. Chivalry as well. <laughs> and it's it's fun. It's you know medieval battle simulator where. Uh, you just run around screaming and hit dudes with a sword. Like, it's not quite as complicated as something like For Honor with its multiple stances, although you do have, like, your standard uh, R2 horizontal slash. Uh, you, you can slash downward and also just stab, and you use these in different combinations to sort of catch opponents off guard. Full disclosure, I did get a free copy of this from the <gasps> publisher. Uh, but What a scoundrel. Yeah, but here it's, it's, no it's very... No, no chivalry. It's it's very multiplayer focused, which means it's not quite my jam, but I did have a lot of fun with it, especially the free for all, which is just like, look, we'll just spawn you into a battlefield with a bunch of competitors. You just go wail on the first guy that's close to you. And uh, if you die, you just respawn. First person to get like thirty-five kills wins. So wait, it's basically just the Ren Fair reenactment troops that beat the shit out of each yeah. other with the boffers. The, the melee, except that yeah, you're actually dismembering and decapitating people when you kill them. You misunderstood what Michael meant by whalon. It's an it's an old bathhouse thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the combat looks like uh, Elder Scrolls combat. Is it a little tighter than that? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's all just tooled for multiplayer combat and a lot of the time it just feels like you're running around like oh there's a guy i'm gonna take a bunch of wild swings and miss and then somebody's gonna kill me from behind mm. uh that's that's I'm been my experience as a behind. beginner but uh but no it, it is it is pretty cool um you know a lot of it is a team deathmatch i haven't played as much as i would like because it did just go online yesterday as of this recording but uh we have work to do, people. There there are multiple classes. You can be 
was it a vanguard which has a big axe you can be like a, a foot soldier who like you start out with a with a pike like a halberd which has pretty good reach or you can be a knight and be all armored or you can be an archer which has kind of different combat because when you're holding that bow you can't block with it you can hit people with it and you can right. target people but you're basically you know hang back if you're in a team deathmatch situation if you go out in a free-for-all you're gonna get creamed probably. you can't you really only utter three words to frodo in that entire fucking trilogy frodo. and my bow go yeah. look it up that's yeah. all he says to frodo and frodo you have my size <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't bring anything else. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. a lot of references to deal with. Yeah. I apologize. This is it's mm-hmm. it's a fun it's a fun game. If you like multiplayer brawling with swords and lots of violence, uh it's it's I very do. rewarding and uh the you know, quick turnaround when you inevitably get killed just like, yeah, respawn back out there. It's 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 just fun and chaotic and uh you know, if that's what you're looking for, if you're just like looking to charge into a crowd of knights that are clashing and and just swing wildly with a sword it's it's pretty fantastic i'm trying to remember when did the original come out not Chivalry. that long ago okay 2012 okay the, the the one i'm thinking of that i felt like maybe was spiritual successor mordhow was that one from 2019 mm. that everyone was playing for a right, while yeah. so but it's been been long enough since one of those so go get your get your medieval warfare fix yeah good do it and yeah and hoko life came out on pc which Did you is, play any of that? You said I, pl- you were gonna... I played some of it. It's it's very seems like a very conscious Animal Crossing like, <laughs> except it's a little bit more. It's a very nice way to say yeah. it. God, Michael, <laughs> boy, that was that was chivalrous of you, Michael. I gotta say. <laughs> that was chivalrous too of me. Um, yeah, they, they, it is. It is very. I mean, there there are some some differences. Uh, it seems a bit more objective based than animal crossing the the little town is a little bit smaller um that uh yeah like the idea is that you you fell asleep on the train and now you woke up and you're in a strange village full of animal people and one of them lets you stay in a spare room and uh now you get to learn how to craft things and like when you talk to people they they even have like the animal crossing style emotes like if somebody's laughing there are little hatched lines that pop up over their heads like do they have the wind blowing? You gotta have the wind blowing one where they shiver. Um, probably. I haven't gotten to that point yet. But, uh, but yeah, if, but at, at the same time, it's like as, as, as strong as there's an urge to make fun of something like this, if you are on PC and you don't have access to a Nintendo platform and you want to play something like Animal Crossing, here you go. I played a ton of Animal Crossing. I will not make fun of this. I will just say the world's opening up again, and then the necessity for this is lessening every single second. <laughs> and, yeah, go improve your own town. I'm dying to. Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of people doing that in general, as we saw with the trailer, this, that Pal World trailer, which is like oh, Pokemon. Yeah. What if Pokemon but guns? Yeah, but yeah. realistic <laughs> AR-15s. <laughs> yeah. And, and Pokemon's use the shields. It's so oh, sad, yeah. that little sheep guy. Sorry, they're they're pals. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's pal pal world. Yeah, that that'll save them from Nintendo's lawyers. <laughs> take sure take winning will. formulas and use them for crazy yeah, fucked th- up th- shit. Does seem like uh, Genshin the the Genshin Impact answer to Pokemon. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way of putting mm. it. Sure. Which yeah. Again, Matt, Matt's game of the year last year. Let's not forget. Yeah, Genshin there's Impact. nothing wrong with Genshin Impact. <laughs> I just I'm, didn't. I just like having creating this myth that's your favorite game ever. Yeah, so I love <laughs> anime so Let much. They, these folks can't see all the posters behind me. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> we can't. 
<laughs> yeah. They all they all advertise cooldown times. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um but since we're talking about Pal World, that's probably a good time to segue into I mean, honestly, I thought the Power World trailer was like, oh, is this a Fortnite event? Because they're like, yeah. at one point, they're hang gliding in, shooting a fucking well, AK. Now that you and- say that, you're like, yeah, it does look kind of like Fortnite, but with yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, who will always be the one holdout for Fortnite forever now, apparently. <laughs> Nintendo. God, yeah, they, no. they, get, they announced today Superman and Rick and Morty. Yeah, those, I think mm-hmm. of those two things in the same breath. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, you can you can beat up Wolverine in The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You don't want to mess with this guy. This is the Mandalorian. Morty, Morty, this is the Mandalorian. You don't want to mess with this guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, the Pokemon-like pals in Pal World look cute, as does the cute little Playdate. Remember that yeah. little console yeah. with a crank that we... Why do I want this? I don't want to want this. <laughs> I don't, weren't you making fun of me for pre-ordering it yes. when I didn't? I thought you did pre-order no. it. You just naturally assumed because I buy everything. You, yes, you should have because, because you like, missed out on the on the early bird pricing. I haven't missed out. I think it, it it's like the announcement was that pre-orders start in a few months. Right, right. In so July. pre-orders begin in July, and it's thirty dollars more expensive than they originally thought it would. But then they also announced some other uh, other cool stuff. So yeah, you can still pre-order it for one seventy nine. It's not like it's breaking the bank or anything like it's, that. It's, it's one seventy nine is not nothing, but it's like the cheapest gaming thing you have purchased in like. 15 years yeah. and it feels neat like if mcdonald's <laughs> packed in a fucking <laughs> a, a little its own game boy and like it's and promised to support it for a year like all right fuck yeah well, they, I want doubled, this. they doubled the support now it's they instead did. of 12 games for the first season it's 24 so with you know i think basically you're buying into the subscription i'm not i'm not really sure do you pay then as an ongoing subscription after that first year or I don't know. And that's what I love about it. It doesn't make any sense, and I want it so bad. Mm-hmm. It's it's cute. There's, it also includes tools where, like, you can develop your own, like, homebrew games for it. Oh, like, that's a, I was going to say that one of the best things about it, like, it looks like there's no way you can stream it. And uh, <laughs> oh, what a, well, maybe. we can just talk about it on our podcast. It, it, I mean, even the screen, yeah, I don't think you can stream it. Like, it, it all just looks on board there. Like, it, I don't even think it's a backlit screen, right? It's just an old school... LCD. Yeah, it's a cute old thing that a bunch of wonderful developers are working with. Uh, the Oberdin guy, the yeah. Yeah. Kanamari yeah. guy. Yeah. It still gives me, when I look at it, and I'm sorry, but it gives me these, like, pretentious artisan fucking San Francisco, I'm going to charge you $18 for a latte. Like, there's a little bit of that to no. it. I get, I get, this was just handed to me by the dad from Gremlins kind of vibe. Okay. Like it's gonna, it's gonna shoot toothpaste on my crotch and <laughs> I'm gonna have a great time with it. It's not backlit. It only has three buttons. It's, uh, it says Tiger LCD on the side. Uh. Yeah. Uh, they did announce that it's also getting a dock that, um, I think it's gonna be the way you charge it and Marty. then it, uh, has a Bluetooth speaker. So that's also how your sound could improve if it's on the dock there. So Lord knows you wouldn't want to play this thing with, you wouldn't want to play this thing without perfect sound. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it, it does look neat. I am intrigued by the little fishing I reel style one. crank. Um, yeah, let's, let's, it's, let's yeah. all get them. 
179 uh i mean god the, the way hardware sales are going i don't even i don't i don't 179 I'm, us dollars no but i'm not i'm just talking about after the scalpers get their hands on it oh, it'll be like a 500 hey, hey, commodity let's hope let's hope the play date doesn't contain a processor held up by joseph hussein biden <laughs> and i can get my hands on it <laughs> he's right you know michael he's right that's true right. joe biden's middle name is hussein <laughs> right. i saw dale earnhardt playing one of these dimdo things so oh boy uh, good enough for me good enough kenny chesney likes this is a <laughs> by the way this is a weird week of news because like e3 <laughs> e3 begins like tomorrow and i haven't even yes. thought of that's it like, Crazy! <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's so stupid, and and because like the stuff I like is all getting leaked pre E three. So so yeah, if the news this week seems a little strange, it's because I was like, well, there's going to be a ton of cool E three news, so I'm just going to find the most random stuff I could find, such as that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 leak. Um, I think it was last year they got hacked, or it might have been the beginning of this year. A oh, bunch right. Of, they got ransomed. They got ransomed. I don't think they paid, and then apparently um, some of the data from the leak started getting its way out there into the public uh, this week. I think on, there was like some videos posted on Reset Era, and people are getting upset because it was like an internal video that CD Projekt Red had created of all the bugs in the game. And so people are pointing out, they're going, see, they knew about the bugs. And I'm more to look at that and go, oh, see, devs are having fun laughing at themselves because bugs are a part of fucking any game before it launches. Right. I mm-hmm. I doubt when they released that video internally, they were like, see, we're going to release this bug-ridden we're gonna game. We're going to release this on the public and never tell them. Something yeah. that they'll never even notice. I have learned being a content creator on the internet is that if people make fun of you for something... And you try to be a good sport and laugh at yourself along with them. There will be another group of people who come in and say, like, these motherfuckers don't even take it seriously. Look, right. they're laughing at what they did to us. The don't take it L- seriously mm-hmm. thing. Literally ruined DMC over a hair color. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. That's right. It was awful. Gamers yeah. were the worst. So, I mean... Welcome. We've talked about the cyberpunk stuff before, and and frankly, I'm still waiting. Like I, I haven't been following that closely, but I'm like, I'm not confident they've fixed all the bugs yet. I'm still waiting on PC to for news of like, no, this is the patch that does it, that fixes it. I all. was shocked that they, 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 I think they said in a statement, we're committed to fixing it. And like, I bought this months ago. The, yes, I, I, I was. I don't care anymore. Games like, from it, last like, fall. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't care. Like the game's just done. And the thing with like Witcher mind. three, Witcher three came out buggy. Like remember the whole walk thing where his anim- his sure. walk animation mm-hmm. like it was like being on oil. They fixed that in like a matter of one to two months. This has been several months now, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I want to. I like your guys' games. I want to go back and play this game and finish it. But I gotta hear that the final patch is out there that fixes all the main stuff, and they haven't really announced that. Like there there been some fixes, you know. But, I, you know, whatever. I was playing on PC, so I wasn't getting the worst of the bugs. Apparently, it was just, you know, the last-gen versions of that game were... It's kind weird. Of They're too busy working on The Witcher Party or some worship. <laughs> like and I, I think what, what people are looking for Roach in these battle. leaks, they're looking for, like... Proof that oh, see, they CD Project Red knew they knew that these versions were terrible, and and so they're you know there there's a story no, there the, that they're the, trying. The only to proof uncover. you have is of devs working on this, saying like we can't get this done on time, and their boss is saying like we can't control that anymore. Like the game has to come right. out. Yeah, yeah. and and it, like that's all you have, and like that's not an uncommon story with all games. It's just 
we wanted this to be the best game of the generation, and now it's not, and we know that. Uh, and maybe, <laughs> maybe it can be. It's too late. Just move on. <laughs> move, move on to, like, here, here, here's my pitch. You ready? Yes. Cyberpunk 2070, 2078. Yes. <laughs> just do that. Version 1.1. Just call it 2078. 2078. Just yeah. do that. We'll all forget about it if it's great. Uh, people will buy it on every platform. Who cares? But the twenty seventy seven is twenty seventy seven is done. I'm drunk. My bad. I I, I kind of get the feeling the game that's kind of the center of our next story might have had some similar discussions going about it before it came out. So this, uh, I want a whole book written about this. Yuji Naka, creator or one of the big producer guys on Sonic, you know, and so- Sonic led team. Sonic Team and Fantasy famous. So so many video games, but he you know his most recent game was Balan Wonderworlds. Um, <laughs> it didn't get and, great, reception. and he left Square Enix. A, yes, on a contractually amount of time. After so it turns out he he left out. Square Enix at the end of April, um, which he confirmed. So that that got out there. I think IGN was reporting, and then like he confirmed his departure from Square Enix via Twitter saying he is considering retirement. So here's his words. Um, I retired from Square Enix at the end of April, 2021, because I would like to contact the media and users. Uh, this is via like a Google translate translation. So something Tron. I can't talk about the reason now, but I hope I can talk about it when the time comes as for future activities. I'm 55 years old. So I may retire. <laughs> like, shut up. That's, <laughs> Are you that's, kidding? I know we're Americans. Japan, like, ancient, we're, we're 30 but... years from retirement at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it, it would be a bummer if he did retire because he is such an yeah. influential guy. But I just hope he made his money because, like, that shit is terrible. And I don't think you can blame your publisher for that. Because, like, it, it looks like there was money poured into that game. Here's what's rare, though. Like, how many times do you ever hear a Japanese developer saying, I want to be able to talk to the press about this and tell the story? They never do that's that, weird. good or bad. Yeah. Like oh. that's. Uh, let's reach out. It's usually, <laughs> just please look forward to my retirement. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, uh, yeah, he saved up enough. I, it's mm. it's such a bummer to see him go out on a game like that. But yeah. you know, whatever. He's gone on a ton of games like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. The last few he's released have not been not been great. Um, yeah. Last thing, this feels like the most E3-like announcement. Uh, DICE finally confirmed the much-rumored and then leaked uh, Battlefield 2042. Uh, yeah, it's, with a trailer with Kickstart My Heart. Yes. Uh, it is a big, big game coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and last gen. On last gen, you'll be able to play in 64-player uh, matches, but on current gen, you can play with 128-player oh. multiplayer matches. It's so weird. I, I only had it like like thinking about um, back in the day. Call of Duty was the one like really centered you as like a soldier, and you were heavy and slow. Mm-hmm. And Battlefield, you were this magical pixie that could bounce between vehicles. And right. they both feel very similar now. Yeah. yeah. Although there was a, there was a scene in the trailer that kind of gives me hope, uh, which uh, they show some a very very battlefield thing happening, and that a pilot is in a dogfight with a jet ejects from the jet, pulls mm-hmm. out a bazooka to shoot down the other plane, and then on the way down manages to grab onto his cockpit, climb back in, and uh, get the the engine restarted. The, the, the loop nuke, I believe it's called. It's It's been yes. recreated in, in most Battlefield games because of how, how 
fun it was to watch that. There's still like a, a, a two frame a second version video of that for 1942. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the fact that they, it, I mean, it's CG, so the fact that they animated it into the trailer yeah. it says like, oh, no, well, they, we'll be able to do this. They anything. put in the trailer the hardest thing to do that people spend deck, like hours to recreate in every new battlefield is in the cinematic trailer. It's neat. And there's a ton of battlefield, battlefield references in there, actually. Yeah. Um, a bunch of... A, I'm, I'm a big Battlefield fan, actually. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a little weirded out by, like, 2042. We already had 2142. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, what will battle look like 20 years from now when I'm still alive and look just... I don't want to think of that. This is what's <laughs> sad is, like, that is basically what the Clancy games have been for years. But 2042 is that close to I us know. now. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, your so your Twilight years will be spent watching Global War unfold. <laughs> I, I, like if Wikipedia disappears, it's going to be so hard to trace the roots of the series. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's why uh, one of the key things about going for this game uh, that they're hyping up is it'll uh, incorporate environmental disasters into the matches, things like sandstorms, tornadoes. So maybe yeah, they're they're looking that's at the great. future like, hey, global warming. This is what the environment's going to be like. Let's just go ahead and put that in our maps. I'm bad. I, I was a Counter Strike guy, moved into Battlefield, and that like changed my life. I met new people. I went new places. I played in game cafes when that was a thing. Like Battlefield was very not important to me necessarily because I, I didn't play the last few, but like. It's very synonymous with me, with me as a growing gamer, and um, I'm happy to see it back uh, in, in some capacity. I really am. I'm, I couldn't be more excited. I don't mean to be cynical about it. It's been a while since the last one. Like, five was, what, three years ago, maybe? Maybe more than that? I don't know. Five, one? Which one came out first? You tell me, Matt. Uh, that's, I think it went one and then five, but I'm yeah, just literally guessing at this point. I think it did. Uh, it's 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 difficult to know because because I think Battlefield twenty one forty two was the second game. <laughs> no, it was yeah. three and well, yeah, no, it was nineteen forty three, then twenty one. No, it was not, Michael. Wasn't it? Nineteen forty three is like the fifth or sixth game. Really? Um, yes, like it's the it's the most it has the most confusing legacy based on the numbers alone. Nineteen forty three to forty two is the only game that can uh, challenge it. Okay, Are we yeah, talking about no, the Capcom schmucks? Oh, or that's right. <laughs> no, I, 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 I just looked it up. Battlefield 1942, then Battlefield Vietnam. Yes. Then Battlefield 2, then Battlefield 2142. Battlefield 2142, yeah. then, then Battlefield 1943, and, and then Battlefield 3, <laughs> and then Battlefield 1. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm going insane. Uh, it's like, it's like Anno over here, man. Like, this, this is jumping around times, buddy. It's the new Battlefield. I like it. Oh, yes. and Battlefield Heroes. Let's not forget that. Oh, the free-to-play one. Oh, yeah, the free-to-play, exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the I, I wonder why you don't call it six. I guess I guess they would save six for current-day Battlefields, then, probably. Mm-hmm. Right? Who knows? But anyway, that's all the news that's fit to play. All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what game do you own or used to own that is worth the most? On VGA.com, or VGAMPocalypse.com, Watership Down Syndrome says, that is a terrible name, by the way, <laughs> uh, Musha for the Sega Genesis, and it just keeps going up in value. When I first heard it was a rare game around 10 years ago, it was going for 200 to $300 on eBay. Now it can easily fetch over $600. After that, I have a lot of shooters for the Genesis that are sought after, 
As is my entire Sega CD and Saturn collection. I bought this stuff back in the day when no one wanted it. I Me feel, too, buddy. I, I weirdly too. feel vindicated now. Yeah, same. Me too. Uh, a man riding a woman riding a motorbike says, uh, far and away my most valuable game is Dot Hat Quarantine, uh, valued at $380.75. I remember feeling guilty about paying um, something like $80 for it, but the real question is, is it any good? Um, I'm saying that like uh, Forrest McNeil. Uh, is it a, is it a satisfying conclusion to Dot Hat Saga? I have no idea. I plan on starting it after I finish Xeno Saga, uh, where I'm about half an hour into the second episode and haven't played since 2014. <laughs> I'd say it's probably safe to go ahead and restart at that point. Go to episode one, buddy. It's. it's I think I, I I think you and your partner deserve like a seafood dinner and just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Uh, from Twitter, you old so and so says, I have loose carts of Shantae and Ninja 5.0 that I found at two game stops in close physical proximity for a combined pre sales tax total of $7.98. Nice. Owning rare things can be fun, but not paying rare prices? No, that's fun. The actual rarest thing I have might be the gold Game Boy camera, which replaces some of the stamps and a handful of the built in album B photos? I guess, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I ne- I, I've literally never used it. I have a gold Game Boy camera. Right oh, here. Yeah. yeah. With Ocarina of Time artwork, it was only available from the Nintendo Power Super Power Supplies catalog. Wow. Or probably some closet Chris got it from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, uh, if we never said that, like, um, remember Michael and I uh, and Matt worked with Dan Amrick one time Dan Amrick had a sale at the office mm-hmm. right it's it's why I have like I have three power gloves it's why I have red racer in the box with the manual and, and the styrofoam it's because of Dan it's like uh second only to that legendary Sega sale when they were moving out of the Zynga building and you could find Sega CDs for like a dollar that yeah they were just gutting their offices mm-hmm. uh Jedward's Two four five says uh, the most valuable game valuable game in my collection is Snow Brothers for the NES. It's basically a skin of Bubble Bobble, but it it, so, it just sold poorly and goes for around two hundred dollars. Wow. It's really fun, and I actually beat it with my dad. Uh, I would definitely suggest playing it if you can find it cheap. But Chris Baker, uh, yeah, he has the same story as sort of me and maybe Michael. But like when you have a, the uh, ability to raid an official closet, oh yes. Um, <laughs> especially when your magazine is going out of business, but, um, and, and we don't have to read the whole thing, but the, go to Facebook, of, but I love these, but the real prize was, uh, the thing, and I'm not sure how much it's worth. It's a one of a kind item. You might remember the sequel to full throttle called full throttle Two. hell on wheels, um, uh, was in development in the early two thousands. I own the plexiglass display for the game found in the E3 2003 Lucas Arts Wow, wow. Uh, which I was allowed to take when when Lucas Arts moved offices in 2005. It's about one foot high, six feet wide, and I have no idea what to do with it. But it's pretty neat. Oh, and uh, while this is, uh, yeah, but like he, he owns a bunch of sealed games from Lucas Arts as well. But like uh, if you go through my house, everything we did on Ducktales, like I took home. So the coins from the money bin at Comic Con and packs. I have all the coins from that. I have all the marquees uh, that have set up places. I have all that shit. Um, that's something that's you can only get if you work in the games industry, sadly. And I don't know if it's worth anything. Full throttle, maybe. I don't think anybody would pay for my DuckTales like, wide marquee 
They might. Yeah, that we had in our booth. But the, the thing he opens it with kills me. It's like, yeah, saying being in the industry has its privileges, and I think the most yeah. valuable single game I have is a shrink-wrapped copy of Marvel Super Heroes for Sega Saturn that was given to me by a Marvel sales guy who was like, you like games, right? Want this? When he was cleaning out his office. Yes, yeah. I wanted it. That's typically how you end up with valuable stuff in this industry, is someone yeah. cleaning out their desk or office. Yeah. Being, Here, take and they, this. And they're just like, oh, this is trash. You want it? <laughs> I know they, they never tell the other side of the story where he's like he's like on his uh, cell phone like yeah invested all in this thing called Starbucks mm-hmm. who gives a shit about this two hundred dollar game yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyler Watson says it would be the sealed copy of Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Two Raiho Special Edition for PS2 currently valued at six hundred and fifty seven dollars I got wow. it about five or six years ago at a flea market for forty five. This thing has shot up in value very recently. As of about two or three months ago, it was around $150. It's definitely taken me by wow. surprise. Yeah, this uh, this COVID shit, whatever it did to retro games, man, people are benefiting. So. Yeah. There were no more new games. They had to, <laughs> had to well, get old Is it ones. that or is it the chip shortage or people are having trouble getting stuff to emulate stuff? I, I, don't, I don't know. It's you know? crazy. Tim Walker says, through a lot of wheeling and dealing, I managed to get a Sega CD system shortly after it launched in the U.S. in December of 92. I came for the FMV games and stayed for the Working Designs RPGs, but my favorite game and the most valuable in my collection arrived about 18 months later. I went to college in a small town with a single video rental store, and they started renting Sega CD games in 94. One of the true gems I came across was this very game, Kayo Flying Squadron. It's Kayo. Kayo. K-E-I-O, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a cute and wacky shmup with a great soundtrack and terribly wonderful voice acting, and I enjoyed it so much that I rented it twice. I may have been the only one to rent it since the game video store put their copy in the for sale bin a few months later at 15 bucks. I couldn't pass it up since it was gloriously free of both rental stickers and scratches. Uh, KO has always been up there in terms of value, but it has absolutely exploded in the past two years, soaring from $600 or so Listen to this. To its current estimated value of $2,739. And even though that's a lot, I still love it dearly, and it's one of the few games I'll likely never part with. Nice. Lady, this game's going to put my kid through one hour of college. (laughs) (laughs) Um. We also have a video response from Full Install, who says... Hey guys, it's Tom Green here again from YouTube channel Full Install. It's been a while since I've sent you a video, but um, I thought I'd chime in with this week's question. Who can flex the biggest flex in all of Flexington? Um, <laughs> no, I just of course. But someone, uh, I think it was Mike, maybe raised a really interesting point on last week's episode, which was that uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance is worth quite a lot of money now. Uh, I had no idea. This is something that I kind of just picked up by accident. I, I didn't even want it at the time. What I wanted was um, Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube, but it was in a two for 20 second hand. And, you know, they were both pretty much mint condition, and it was £12 on its own, Tales of Symphonia, and I thought, you know what, for £8, I'll give it a go. I really like Shining Force, silly little strategy game, I'll, I'll pick it up. But, um, yeah, obviously it turned out to be fantastic, and now it's worth a shitload of money, so <laughs> that was a great shout, I had no idea, so thank you very much for letting me know that. That will not be going in the bin. Um, but, of course, then what happened is I fell in a rabbit hole of trying to find out how much all my games are worth. Um, of course, the one that we all know about, Panzer Dragon Saga, but, I mean, come on. Who doesn't have a copy of Panda Dragon Saga or 3 at this point in their life? They were incredibly, um, you know, they're not hard to find, are they? Um, but interestingly, the way I got this is how I got what, I, what I'll show you in a second, which I claim to be my probably rarest game. Um, I got it when eBay was still in its infancy. And if you remember, 
when eBay first came out, it was a bit of a nightmare. I mean, it's still a nightmare because it's full of dickheads and scalpers, but uh, it didn't really have a refined search engine and the algorithm was a bit shit. So if you listed something and spelt it wrong, it wouldn't come up for someone who searched it with the right spelling. So if you were to search for Panzer Dragon with one O and then Sega instead of Saga, um, this is what popped up because I was actually looking for the original game. Uh, and I spelled dragon wrong, but this person had spelled the whole thing wrong, and no one was bidding on it, so I won it for about £40. Damn! Um, complete. And again, PAL, I don't know if PAL makes a difference, but um, you know, it certainly hasn't affected the price of it. I think some PAL games are more expensive because they might be rarer. I don't know, but yeah, that was a happy accident. Um, thank you, Full Install, and everyone else who answered uh, the question of the week. New question of the week. Uh, suggested to us by Dave in a slightly different form than what I'm about to say. Do you have a favorite story that uh, involves game saves? Uh, the original way he, he pitched it to me was horror stories around game saves, uh, transferring them, losing them, etc. Um, I'll I'll volunteer. Uh, when I was very young, I remember uh, working for probably a couple of years to get as far as, I think, uh, the fifth dungeon in Zelda 2, Adventure of Link. And uh, that that was just represented a lot of work. It took me forever to figure out how to get the, the down thrust that I needed to get through those stupid caves in Death Mountain to get to the, you know, the rest of the game past that that first landmass. And, uh, you know, I was, I, I would, I'd kind of set it aside, like, okay, I got pretty far. Um, I'll go back and finish it later. And a friend of mine found out that I had it and really, really wanted to borrow it. Like, oh, can I borrow it? I'll let you borrow Metal Gear. So I'll let you borrow Metal Gear. I'm like, all right, sure. I'd like to try Metal Gear. And so I lent it to him for a while. And then he called me one Sunday after afternoon and uh, told me like, oh, hey, so I got some bad news about your your game. Like, what do you mean some bad news? Like, well, my little brother started playing it and, uh, he just, he, he, he deleted your save and started a new game. And I, I was yeah. so upset that I actually like fucking cried <laughs> and just was like broke down. And I, I think like my dad finally explained to me, like, look, you got that far. You can get that far again. You know what to do now. You right? don't understand <laughs> Ernesto or whatever Michael's dad's name is. And <laughs> what did you think his name was? Ernesto. Ernesto. It's Adolfo. <laughs> Any other personal information I can volunteer? <laughs> Want my mother's maiden name? <laughs> no. Just the last four of her social, please. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just the last four. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I got, I got a little bit more stingy about lending out my games after that, especially if they had saves on them. Sure. But someone else go. So behind the scenes, I said, like, uh, this is a PS5 problem, and we should wait to see what it looks like for all games. Mm. Uh, because my biggest save problem, we I talked about, about a, Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. Well, I think, like, we, it was suggested to us in a way where, like, uh, transferring your saves on a PS5, which is, like, a pain, but also, like, you were never able to do that before. Mm. <laughs> like, we were yeah. never able to do that before. And then, like, I think, I forget, Matt brought up, like, a... You were bringing up like EA games that like no sports game has ever done this, but Mass Effect did it. <laughs> right? Yeah, Mass Effect did it like forward is just like over yeah. a decade ago. Like Mass Effect brought your your saves over, uh, and even tried to like replicate your saves if you were playing on another platform. But like I uh, I had such a bad 
experience with one. I, I'm, I'm most looking forward to playing the trilogy uh, to play one without having my saves corrupted over and over again. Um, but but this is a roundabout way of saying um, when I started the Laser Time uh, site, I wanted to do videos. And um, I, I, if you don't know this, like GameFAQs not only offers you, um, you know, codes and tricks, you can get saves for stuff. Yeah. And I remember we, uh, like, it was almost, it was like eight years ago, we did uh, the Mario Karty, a uh, week long of like karting based stuff. And I, I have a video with HD cloud in that Chocobo racing game. It takes 300 hours to unlock that. Were it not for GameFAQs offering USB saves that you could plug into your PlayStation, no one ever would. It's one of those things that, like, I don't need you to appreciate my videos, but like, no one had seen, like, no one had seen that in HD before. I was like one of the first people to capture that in HD. It's okay to not give a shit. It's no, it's a feature I always like wondered about. I never, I've never used it, but I always saw that and like, oh, that's really smart. Like, yeah, you have to beat the game with every character in that game to unlock Cloud, the most famous Final Fantasy person at that time in a Final Fantasy racing game. And I learned, I'm moving to, I learned that I, 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 it was like, it was within my first year, but, uh, games radar, um, how do we describe Games Radar, Michael? At this point, hmm. um, the edgier game website. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I remember I got there and I I helped work on top seven girls kissing girls. Leave me alone. Hmm. We emailed uh, Bioware and they sent us the raw video yeah. because, like, yeah, dude, this should generate some awesome shit. <laughs> I re- I remember getting assigned that one and like fucking rolling my eyes and then like thinking, well, I I should be a little bit more circumspect about this and that like I this this is a dumb thing but I could make it into a funny thing and a smart thing you and you did I was I wasn't even signaling you out for that mm. but like uh you were assigned another assignment I don't know like we'd heard about this for years I I came to GR at 07 in 05 is when hot coffee is revealed right. and I remember the day Michael walks in the office like, can I get some help from anybody on video? I'm like, I want to learn video. And Michael walks in with a tin, and we both embark on <laughs> unlocking GTA's hot coffee. Mm-hmm. It was so – do you remember this? It it was like yeah. not easy that, to that do. That had like the, the pro action replay that could unlock yes. it. <laughs> yes. And then like a, a previous save to make sure we could get there. And then we watched two clothed polygonal objects on a <laughs> PS2 – gyrate next to one another and we somehow kept from jerking one another off i don't know how it was possible it it was just it required impossible control uh funny aside about that if you look closely at cj's mouth when it's open during that hot coffee it looks exactly like a pair of shark's jaws (laughs) i remember us laughing so hard and like two or two and a half years ago a presidential candidate was screaming about this mode and I was seeing it for the first time in person an mm-hmm. HD while we were capturing video. That's my favorite save. It's with you, Michael. It's uh, like doing the hot coffee. Like we like I never saw hot coffee 
in person live in the highest possible resolution. <laughs> and it was next to you and we're just both giggling like this is so it's fucking so stupid. Can you believe 70 year old politicians are being asked about this? I feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also remember like the news reports when it came out, like they give the impression that all you had to do was like enter password, hot yeah, coffee, it, and then right. you're just watching triple X, like incredibly hot sex. Like, no. no. I remember we, we came in at nine and then like we we found it and then like it was time for lunch. It was two, it took two people like three hours mm-hmm. to unlock hot coffee. And it's just like when you hear politicians yell about this, like, uh, Mitch McConnell, I, I've never played a first person shooter since Area 51. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> yes, yeah. they would have had this. you believe they don't know what it is, but they would have had you believe the Konami code unlocked hot coffee. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, no. It was so hard. It was so fucking hard. Yeah. But I remember Michael walking in already and like, this is the coolest job ever. We have to do nice. this. <laughs> this is, we got paid to do this. We got paid to do this. <laughs> My God. Uh, so mine, mine is actually it's a good save memory. Fairly recent, actually. I was um I was prepping. This was a few years ago. I was selling off my old Dreamcast. Like ah, this is taking up space. I got to get out of here. But I kind of you know was checking to make sure as a as a good reseller does. I was making sure it worked. You know, so I turned the thing mm-hmm. on and I I plugged in uh, the memory card in the VMU and I had completely forgotten how fucking awesome the save system was. And like, there was so much personality on the Dreamcast. And I think it's one of the reasons that system holds up and people love it so much. But it's like, each little save was like this little animated fucking pixel art GIF. Mm -hmm. And they, they were all customized per game. And the way they organized the saves, they were these like little blocks you could sort through. And then I had like a, a hacked one of those memory units that had like basically four memory units. It was gigantic. And to see rows upon rows of like saves, I was like, this is so sweet. And I'm deleting you all. No one will ever get you. Boom. <laughs> no, I, I remember because for the Dreamcast, I couldn't afford the VMU. I had to buy a third party one. Mm-hmm. And it fucked me up all the time. I have never finished Blue Stinger to this day. Yeah, because the third party ones, they, they, mm. they forewent the, uh, the screen in order to, yeah. to have extra storage on them because they could hold way more than a standard VMU, but, uh, they didn't have the cool little lame VMU games. Yeah, every, every like third party, like so much more storage memory card that I ever bought just failed catastrophically and became yeah, they, corrupt they, like, <laughs> within a year. They also tend uh, to, fail. like the one you installed in my white PS4. That was that was a, a hard drive. <laughs> I know, was, I know, and that was not my fault. Um, it's not your fault. It's, it's just like the nature of a, a bad system mm. with the two hundred fifty gigs of memory. Yeah, yeah with man. Destiny, which is a hundred and twenty gigs. <laughs> I think we were we were looking at Switch cards all together the other night, and you can get like that for twenty five dollars now, like in a micro yep. micro fucking card. Dude. I, I remember paying a dollar a gig for what. For my Nintendo hard drive for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So what is your uh, favorite or least cherished save story? Let us know. Go to Vigiana. If you you put that fucking... Your dad is not a ghost car. I've heard that story before. (laughs) If you put that in there, you're banned for life from wherever you post it. (laughs) Your dad is not a ghost car? Your dad is not a ghost car. We heard that story before. All right. <laughs> we all we all read mom Facebook. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Uh, but yeah, go to videogamepocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 423. That's 423. Or you can 
Visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or just ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. What do you got, guys? New episode of Laser Time this week. It's SNL-based and with a, a bonus time component on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Thank you to Dave and uh, Tony from Framework. Um, Framework on YouTube. Hit that up. Love, Tony. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, 302010 this week, talking, it is my favorite week of misfires. Uh, what is it? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, uh, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, right. <laughs> and The Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Oh. It is all things I love, but can't really love that much. It's it's funny because I I consume thirty twenty ten by sitting in the room next to where Diana is recording it, so I only hear her side of it. But I remember like it's like yeah no they they did it upright like it's all steampunky and uh, yeah but the two D animation and like I know exactly what you're talking about you're talking about Atlantis and how it was <laughs> it was up against Shrek and uh, there, yep. there's been a few moments where like Michael come in and he's like. Tell them this suck. I, uh, Michael has like three times broke into a thirty twenty ten when he can't not. I know uh, you're trying happened. to like maintain this weird kayfabe, like you don't live with. I know like they're not in the same room. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not in the next I mean, room like, listening. I, I would love to record in the same room again. It's been it's been a long time, but uh, for everyone, but hmm. we're close. We're close. So uh, my biggest plug is to get vaxxed. I had a really oh I, ne- I didn't get to say that I had a really great weekend. Um, including go, I went to a restaurant, I went to a movie theater and I went to, uh, a comic con and for, uh, game rars from what I was told. And I don't want to spin something that's apocryphal. Uh, no one has been allowed to hold a big live esports event yet. Hmm. So when I walked into our comic con, which is in our local civic center, there were 500 fucking people sp- distanced. In the Florida Civic Center, and somebody told me that, like, yeah, the esports people have been done. This is the first real big esports event that's been allowed to happen. Um, and, uh, please execute Florida jokes. I get it. Um, <laughs> not the, not the nicest place for human beings. Um, but, but the idea that, like, fi- I got to see 500 people screaming at Captain Falcon beating up Sonic the Hedgehog. It was fucking. Red! It reminded me of like everything I used to love. And like, we're almost there. So if you're not vaxxed, get vaxxed. It's so fun! We are such we're different so people. Close. I, I could give a shit about events like that <laughs> ever, ever again. Like, I could. No, but you, but you will. Sounds like you I will. No, I won't. I never did like that shit. And this has been great. For no, me. but you want to go to a movie theater again. You want to go I to a show did. again. It's fine. You want to see fucking, uh, Dolly Parton doing with the Houston songs. I, we all know about that. I told Matt. you I saw Spirit Untamed. You know that about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get vaxxed. But, but again, like, it's not, we're not all good yet. And like, that sucks. Hmm. Um, yeah. So once you're fortified, everyone can do this again. I, I, I'm ready to be in love with life again. And I want you to, to you listeners to be as well. So any of you who are not vaxxed, CVS.com, Walgreens.com. It's all free. Do it, do it, do it. I, I want to speak on behalf of our international listeners. We're sorry. And we know we're privileged as Americans to yes. have easy access to the vaccinations. And we are so sorry that. 
we have all this and there are so many people in our country who aren't vaccinated because I know I will so call many you a moron later, but here's the reality. I was done being vaxxed in April. No side effects, yeah. brother. Same I here. Still... I, I was sick for one day and that's it. I am not magnetic. We're, we're done. <laughs> everything, everything the bad news program told you was a lie. And remember the president said he took hydrochloroquine. And you could have believed him and got it anyway. He didn't say he took it. He said he thought people should take it. No, he said, I'm taking it. He He, literally said that. He told people he was preemptively taking it. Yes. (laughs) He literally said that. And of course he wasn't, but now we have to argue about it forever. He was investing in it. That's the same as taking it. I was going to say, he had to say something to make the stock prices go Uh, up. (laughs) But but, but that's the thing. Like like this weekend, this weekend, if, if I could do a whole bonus time on that, was the best weekend I've had in 14 months. And I encourage you to do the same for yourself. Get vaccinated. Um, Patreon.com slash laser time. That's my plug too, because that's where we're putting up the, uh, the commentary we did for, uh, that Brian Bosworth flick. Stone, uh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Uh, which you can still watch the archive of at twitch.tv slash Maddie C. Allen as well. Thank you. This is Sammy for joining in. It's a free, a free movie on YouTube because Jeff Bezos doesn't remember. <laughs> he he doesn't remember he owns it. And also go and listen to our Resident Evil Village spoiler cast, uh, exclusive to Patreon. Uh, if, even if you haven't played the game, it'll be great to just hear us spoil the entire thing for you. We got a new 302010 games, a new uh, Monday night movie, bonus time. I'm really tired and burping a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as always, you can visit us online at vigigameapocalypse.com. Uh, visit us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. It's me, the raccoon that formerly lived under Chris's porch. Long-time listeners may remember me from a range of Video Game Apocalypse episodes where I was the mascot, where I would come on and do commercials and sing annoying songs and things like that. You didn't think I'd let a whole show about raccoons go by without saying something, did you? Well, here it is, the rotten fruit at the bottom of this audio yogurt. For you really good listeners who listen until the very end, you shall be rewarded. I've crawled out from under the sewer which I now live in, where I conduct arcane rituals using rune-carved rat skulls that aren't relevant at all to the topic I'm about to address today, which is, of course, about the importance of being vaccinated. Go do it. It'll let you actually leave the house and do fun things for a change. You want to do fun things, right? Leave your homes unattended so that I can ransack your cupboards and steal all your food. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't care if you get vaccinated or not. You're all just human meat to me. Seriously, give me all your money. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Give me your money. Give it to me now. I will come through the speaker and get your money. Give it to me now. No, no, Get off the mic. That's enough. That's mine. I was so close.